CSN International presents To Every Man an Answer, the live apologetics program that equips you to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. If you have a Bible question or a question on the Christian faith, you can call us at 1-888-827-5276. Again, that's 1-888-ASK-CSN. Let's get things started. Here's today's host, Mike Kessler. Hi, and welcome to Friday's edition of To Every Man and Answer. Glad you've joined us. Looking forward to being with you for the next hour or so as we get together every weekday afternoon at this time, answering questions about the Bible from the Bible, looking at the world through a biblical viewpoint. Also, what we hear in church, is it, is it even in the Bible at all? So much of what uh, is being taught today isn't, and so we want to make sure that... Uh, you know if you're being taught really God's Word or just somebody's opinion. So important in these days that we live in. And so we just want to encourage you to give us a call. 8888-ASK-CSN is the number to call if you want to be part of the program today. With us we have Daryl Skinner from Calvary Chapel, Pearl Harbor, Honolulu, Hawaii. Aloha. Aloha, Mike, and aloha to all listeners out there. Great to be with you once again. Looking forward to the great calls that come in, the great questions that always come in. And uh, I, I just love seeing people wanting to grow in their faith and to be blessed of God as we get into God's Word. You know, Mike, one of my favorite passages is out of Joshua there, chapter 1, where he says to Joshua, Joshua, stay in my Word, don't turn to the left or to the right, but meditate in it day and night. And then he also tells him to, uh, as you do that, I will make you strong and of good courage, and I will prosper your ways and bring you great success. And Joshua, of course, is a book of faith, and as we are growing in our faith, faith comes to hearing, hearing by the Word of God. It's always a great blessing to hear from God's people wanting to grow in their faith and in the Word. You know, Mike, as we look to the Middle East and what's happening, I just read an article before we're coming on air that um, the uh, Hamas were uh, getting people from underneath the Shiva uh, hospital there, the largest hospital in Gaza, and putting the terrorists into these ambulances and getting them to to another area to fight. And, you know, they're acting like they're they're hauling around uh, people in these ambulances, but they're actually using the ambulances for the terrorists, and Israel struck the ambulances because they caught onto the plan also. Uh, it's it's a cat-and-mouse game over there right now dealing with this, and, of course, they have all their uh, their uh, underpinnings of their offices and, and uh, how they coordinate everything. They're underneath that hospital. Uh, they're in Gaza, the, the Hamas terrorists do. And uh, these are these are tough times. We've got to keep Israel in prayer, keep uh Keep praying for, uh, we have many friends over there, of course, and they keep the whole place in prayer. And Israel has to clean house right now because of the amount of rockets that have been sent around, some 9,000 rockets sent into Israel and so forth. And, of course, Hezbollah has been uh, rattling its saber up there to the north and doing certain acts of, of violence and sending some missiles over, but hasn't been fully committed to uh, to the to the full uh, commitment that Hamas has, although Nezrallah, I think his name is called Nezrallah, uh, the leader there of Hezbollah. He uh, he's threatening, of course, all the time. And there's also been attacks in some of our uh, American forces in Iraq and Syria. Uh, that's taking place uh, by they say Hezbollah is taking credit for it, along with uh, Iran. And so we got to keep our soldiers in prayer and that they'll be well protected, and we take the right actions against these terrorist groups. Mike, that's a quick update. (laughs) Wow, that's a lot going on. And uh, again, Daryl, looking forward to having you here uh, in about uh, eight or nine days uh, from Hawaii. You're going to be at the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho on uh, November 12th. And looking forward to uh, 
having you here on that Sunday morning starts at 10 o'clock, 1030 on the radio, wherever you're at. As uh, Daryl, I know you're going to have some great words of encouragement for all of us. And so we look forward to uh, welcoming you here. You know, it's funny, people in Hawaii always go aloha. You know, we don't have a saying for that in Idaho other than potato. I don't know. We're, I don't know what we're going to come up with there, but um, I can have um, a potato. That's pretty good. Potato, you know. So uh, we have a lot of rice uh, over it's, here. It's a way, a way we greet people in Idaho. Potato, you know, instead of aloha. I don't know. Just, I'll remember that when I get into yeah, the things on the, that things on that Sunday to church. things that make you go. Hmm. But um, that's great. Uh, yeah. It. So. Well, my wife look, and I are looking forward to coming out. We're really excited to it, come on out, meet your group, the the fellowship there, and, and to share with them. It's going to be an exciting time. Yeah, it will be, and, and looking forward to that. Well, let's go ahead and go to the phones again. Eighty-eight, eighty-eight. CSN is the number to call if you want to be part of the program. We have Wendy on the line, Greenville, South Carolina. I will. Well, hello and. Potato and aloha to you all. <laughs> <laughs> very good, Wendy. Very good. How may we all? We say y'all in, in Greenville, but you know, which, whatever you, whatever you like to say, is funny. But you know, it's pretty funny to listen to you all. Thank you for what you do. I have a question, and I think I already know the answer, but I would really like your in, insight on this. When we get to heaven. And maybe also for those that have left before us, um, will we be needing to pray? Because I'm thinking that we will have everything we need. For me, only thing I need in heaven is my Lord and Savior. I don't need no mansion, but, you know, I know what the word says. In my house, are, um, there are many mansions. Uh, if it were not true, I wouldn't say so. But. Mostly, I was wondering what we need to pray for. Well, um, why, why, be... what brings this up, Wendy? Why, why did you think we have to pray in heaven? Is there somebody that said something like that, or you heard something? They did not. It just came to my little itsy bitsy mind, and I'm thinking, <laughs> well, we won't, we won't really need to pray, will we, Wendy? Um, I don't believe know, so, I just... I, I, Wendy. I don't believe so. I think, I think, uh, absent the body, present with the Lord. I don't think uh, we, we're going to need uh, to, the, the way we communicate to God now is through prayer. I think then someday face-to-face, and I think it's going to be a, a much different um, way that we all, we all communicate in heaven. We do know that the saints gather together and, and still worship the Lord. We find the prayer of the saints, the song of the saints there in Revelation chapter 5, who's redeemed us from every tribe, tongue, kindred, and nation. We find the church there in heaven. Uh, but uh, I, I, I don't think we're going to be praying in, in heaven. Uh, I do believe there will be a form of communication as we rule and reign with Christ on this earth for a thousand years and then beyond. But uh, the way that will be done, uh, I, I think, will be uh, as um, creative as God is uh, who made the heavens and the earth. Your thoughts? Yeah, I agree 100%. You know, uh, if, if people want to know what it's going to be like when we first— enter heaven through the rapture of the church, uh, as well as uh, you're going to enter heaven through death. But at the rapture, Revelation 4 and 5, just read Revelation 4 and 5. You're going to see what we're going to be experiencing at that moment in time and the, the amount of worship that's going on from every tribe and tongue and nation and so forth, ethnic group, it says, ethnos. And it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful time. And then, of course, we get to return to the earth in our glorified bodies. Revelation 19, we mount up on horses, so we know there's horses in heaven, praise God. Um, and we're going to 
come down to earth and we're going to reign and rule with Christ for a thousand years. We'll be used as a kingdom of priests and, and ministering to those that uh, made it through the tribulation without taking the mark of the beast. And they're going to have children and children and children for the thousand years. We'll be ministering to them as we do a work for God. And we, we, the good news is there's no more sin in us. And we're completely glorified, so we don't have to fight that or fight disease or death or anything else. That's not going to happen uh, for us as believers. And then uh, and then we find ourselves uh, then heading off at the end of the thousand years. We'll head off to the new heavens, the new earth, and the new Jerusalem, where the Bible says righteousness dwells forever, of course. And uh, there's every, all evil's been cast into the lake of fire. And what a great time of rejoicing and, and fun and excitement. Uh, sometimes people go, well, is, is there going to be this, you know, in heaven as compared to earth? Hey, heaven and, and the the new Jerusalem and all that we're going to go to is going to be phenomenal. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be a billion times greater than anything we ever experienced here. And and it's going to be just an awesome time together. So don't worry. You're not going to be bored just playing a harp on a cloud. <laughs> you're going to have a great time in heaven. And the Lord has so much in store for us. He loves us tremendously, Mike. Amen. And so hope that helps, Wendy. Oh, it does. And, um, you, you know, I heard um, a very famous pastor, uh, David Jeremiah, mm-hmm. say that um, he's very, he's anxious to go to heaven, but not, just not now. And I'm like, I wanted to go through through the radio and smack him in the head and say, why not now? What's well, Paul now? said, basically, Wendy, Paul said the same thing in the Bible. He said, I'm torn between the two, rather to go be with the Lord or remain here with you, which is far better. Now, the reason why isn't that he he was <clears throat> being selfish and saying, well, I want to go to heaven. But, you know, the years of experience that the Apostle Paul had working with people, knowing God's word, knowing the promises in the Old Testament, and then being able to convey those to new believers as he did at the different churches that he'd started and continued to minister to, it was far better, and and I understand that. Uh, and so I understand what David Jeremiah is saying. Uh, and, and again, especially, you know, we all want to go to heaven, but then we stop to think about those that uh, won't be coming with us. Maybe your children still need you. Maybe your spouse still needs you. Uh, and so I, I want to be real careful and to judge somebody that when when they make a statement like that, because it's a selfless, oftentimes statement. Yeah, we know heaven awaits for us, um, but the longer God leaves us here, the more reward we lay up for ourselves in heaven. But we also are here to comfort those that are around us, and I believe that's what David Jeremiah was saving, saying. Not that he didn't uh, uh, want to go to heaven right now, uh, but that he, I believe that he understands his placement in the family of God where uh, he influences people for the kingdom of heaven. Wendy, I believe that's what he was conveying. I hope that helps. Yeah, it does. And I didn't mean to be selfish. It's just that I have such a yearning, yearning, and I will stay here a million years if that's what the Lord asked me to do. Wendy, we're but, all know. homesick. We're all homesick. <laughs> we are. We all want no to go to heaven. You know, uh, Wendy, and, and something else, too. You know, um, we have bodies as we get older. They don't work right. Um, I have a dear friend. He, he just lost his uh, foot to uh, to uh, diabetes. Uh, and and I, I have uh, dear friends that are in wheelchairs. And I, I, I look at this, and we're all homesick. We all want to go home. 
the reason God leaves us here is we ain't done yet. But let me tell you, I believe when God's got his, uh, the, when, when our, our, our testimony is complete, we're out of here. Any last thoughts? Well, we all look forward to heaven, of course. Uh, my wife always says, "You better not die before me," because she she wants to go before I before I go. You know, she wants me to be there with her and take care of her, and so forth. I I tease her all the time. I said, "I mean, are you trying to tell me that if I die before you, you're going to kill me?" No, that's not really what's going to happen. But it's you know, we all look forward. I think that I think uh, so many people today, we all want to go up in the rapture of the church, right? We all go together. We're all transformed together. That would be an awesome, awesome time, and it's coming very close, my friends. It's, it's, it's we're on the precipice of the rapture right now, and uh, which should excite us not to sit and wait and do nothing, but rather to go forward and preach the gospel and be soul winners and take as many people with us as possible as they come to faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So it should be something that uh, excites us, inspires us, motivates us, and we got to go forward in, in preaching the gospel, winning souls, and like this Sunday's coming up, folks. Have you thought about calling somebody up to invite to church? Someone who's maybe a non-believer or maybe they're backslidden or you know they haven't been in church for a while. Just give them a call, text them, email them, whatever. Hey, why don't you join me? Let's go to church together. Let's have lunch together afterwards and so forth. Let's get all the believers back into fellowship and those non-believers hearing the word of God so they can be saved. The Bible says the word word of God does not come back void. And uh, they'll, they'll uh, let the Holy Spirit do his work on their hearts. So these are days of salvation, my friends. They're days of salvation. Let's go for God. Mike? Amen. And so, Wendy, again, being about our Father's business, got a lot to do before he comes back. And uh, every day is one day closer. So, Wendy, dear, I hope that Amen. helps. Stay on line. We'll send you out some books, some DVDs. I think you'll enjoy. God bless you, dear. Thanks so much for the call. With that, we'll go to Beth in uh, Sydney, Nebraska. Hi, welcome. Yes, hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Pastor Mike. Um, thank you. And um, yes, we are close. We're very, very close. However, while we're still here, some things are very, 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 very tough. And I I just need some direction. Um, you know, my husband and I are Christians. We have two boys. They, we, they were raised in the church and everything. And um, one and he has for decades just he's he's given us lots of abuse and horrible and he's he's been horrible to everybody to the point where he has no one in his life nothing no one and um i broke contact with him for several months and i recently have been in contact with him and apparently he is plugged in um with a church he's been um doing volunteer work for them and trying to you know counsel with them and so on and so forth and he has been um I've been talking to him now for about the past month, and he he he's acting completely different than the horrible, horrible, horrible way that he was. Um, however, however, um, my husband and I were like in our sixties. We don't have that much enough for us to get by, but we we live in a little mobile home. We both have health issues due to all the stress from all the years and all the abuse. And he now is homeless. He has no one. He has nothing. He has pneumonia. Um, he's a diabetic. And now that we've been in touch, you know, he's asking, can you, can I stay with you? Can, you know, what, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And honestly, 
here's the thing. He's put us through so much horrible, horrible things, as he has everyone he's come in contact with. But you know what? I forgive him, and I love him, and it's literally ripping me to shreds. And I know my constant worry is not very um, honoring to God. I know that. I know that. And But I just, I really need some direction, if, if it's even possible. Amen. Uh, your thoughts, Daryl? Well, there's two options, obviously. One is you would take him in, and hopefully that he's really changed. He's become born again, uh, and and you're hoping that's true, and he will not be abusive and all the things that he's done in the past, and and uh, he would be a contributor to the family, not a not a one who's uh, taken away from the family, as he's probably done so much in the past. The other option is uh, as he's trusted in God and he's found himself in that place of be, being born again, if that's true. Uh, then there's there's many different shelters out there that they can go to. They can uh, get help. They can also get to uh, – uh, there's uh, programs for, that, for health and so forth. And medically, he can get help. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it's kind of like you made your bed. You have to lie in it, right? And in lying in that bed, you're going to have to get up and get going again. But you've, you've been uh, – you've gone through a tough, tough time with him. And uh, the, the, what happens is so many times people that have been – so abusive, they they become con artists, and they they'll they just get in it for say so get back on their feet a little bit, then do it again, and that's where you got to pray and say, Lord, give us the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding with Him, what we're to do if we're to take Him in, or we're to encourage Him to get to a shelter of sorts, uh, a homeless shelter, and if He needs any sobriety help or something like that, or medical help, that He would get to the the, the hospital. I know hospitals will always take people in, especially at state hospitals. They'll take them in and uh, try to get them all healed up and so forth. So those are your two options. We can't really tell you which one to do. Uh, it's it's between you and the Lord and how he directs you. Uh, when you look at the prodigal son, uh, the father did not go to the pigsty to get the son. The son finally ended up coming home, and then the father received him. And, but the son had truly repented. I don't know where the case is with your son, and that's something you have to, get to pray and ask God for discernment. Mike? Amen. And, uh, you know— uh... Our heart breaks for you because we know, Beth, how, how hard that is. Can we pray for you? Yes, and he he really does, for the very first time, seem repentive. However, and I hate to say this, but him coming with us is not an option. We moved twice to get away from him, and one time he followed us. And um, like my my husband had a heart attack and a quadruple bypass. I have PTSD from all the trauma and autoimmune issues due to it. So we really, him coming with us is not an option. And I pray and I beg God every day to just please make it stop because I want I I. I, you know, I forgive him. I love him. I want the best for him. However, right. there's nothing I could do for him. Well, well and... Beth, there's, there's a couple of things you could do. Now, there's a, a group uh, we used to advertise for him here on CSN, uh, uh, honorable mention, uh, Calvary Ranch, for instance. Um, uh, good, good kind of a halfway place to go for people that are coming out of addictions and things like that. And there's several other uh, different groups that are really good out there. And I would just, I would just like uh, encourage you. Maybe that might be a good alternative for him as well. I can understand somebody that has consistently burnt their bridges uh, to let them back in. I understand that, but um, there are others that that specialize in that. Of course, there's Teen Challenge, uh, and uh, that's a, 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 a real good outreach that. A person can go into 
Uh, so there, there's some good ones out there, Calvary Ranch, Teen Challenge. Um, and um, so, you know, I would I would suggest maybe directing him that way, I believe would help. But let's pray for you. Father, we just come to you in Jesus' name. We lift up Beth to you, her love for her family, her son. And we just ask you that you'd give her wisdom to direct him in the ways that's going to cause him to fully come into your love and your full understanding of his purpose in your kingdom. And so we ask you that you would just open the doors for him, bind Satan from his mind and his life, give Beth and her family the right words to speak to him in Jesus' name. Amen. Mike, if I could go add ahead. one last yes, one last thing for Beth. Beth, number one, our hearts do go out to you. And number two is, uh, I'm, I'm assuming he's a very much a grown adult at this present time. Uh, and he's really done it to himself. And th- these are times where all of a sudden someone can learn their faith in, in Christ as they grow in, in letting God pull them up and out of this situation and not being, uh, in a sense, uh, dependent upon you folks as parents. You've gone through enough. You've done your best, but he now needs to do his best for himself. And God, his faith, his faith in God, God will take care of him. He'll show him the way. You can give him advice. You can give him counsel, but uh, you don't have to put yourself uh, opened up. You have to open yourself up once again to that kind of abuse or to a to a stress or a strain that's going to cause more health issues upon you and your husband or financial issues upon you because uh, he did it to himself and he needs to trust God and let God get him out. So that's a just a little word of encouragement. Don't be feel guilty about anything. Just move on and keep praying for him and let the Lord do the work. Amen. And uh, Beth, our, our prayers are with you. Stay in line. I'll send you out uh, the movie Jesus, uh, Time to Grow, which your son may enjoy, as well as um, God of Wonders. I, I we'll get those out to you. Stay in line, dear. We'll get you taken care of, okay? Thank you. God bless you, and uh, we'll be praying for him. Let's go to Steve, Washington. Hi, welcome. Hey, Mike. Good talking to you. I've been listening to you since the flood. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, I think our Pet dinosaurs played out in the swamp together or something. But how can we help? I feel for that lady who just called in now. That's really a sad situation. Yeah, it is. Tough. But that's not the reason I called. Okay. I got excited. Mike, I got excited today. At 2.30, Mike Febrez came on talking about a Christian's role in the government. And basically, I mean, the, the salvation through Jesus is the only hope we have. Okay, let's start from there. But this guy is basically saying that we shouldn't participate in the government. There's a bottom line. And the re- pastors like this over the past 50 years are the reason that our country is in the situation it is right now. We did, we did, it's our fault. It's the Christian's fault that this has happened to us because we let the heathen people take over the government. And the churches are responsible largely because they didn't preach from the gospel, from the, from the pulpit, righteousness. And 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 tell people who to vote for. And well, it's, it's you know, just, well, Steve, here's here's part of it. I I, you know, I didn't hear Mike Fabara say that, and I I know Mike uh, fairly well, and uh, I I believe that he's not saying that we shouldn't be involved in politics. I think the 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 gist of his heart is that um, we we need to keep. Um, uh, churches about the kingdom of heaven. And I agree to that. However, we're still here. And we're told 
in God's word to occupy till he comes. Now, when we look biblically at church and politics or believers in Yahweh, uh, Christians, and politics, almost everybody, almost every prophet in the Old Testament was involved in politics. Almost all of them. We have uh, um, Jezebel and Ahab uh, versus Elijah. You have Jeremiah versus the northern uh, kingdoms of Israel. You have all the way through the Bible. You have John the Baptist in the New Testament condemning Herod for having his brother's wife. You have Jesus calling Herod that old fox, and foxes weren't good. The Bible says the foxes are what spoil the vineyard. So this was not a complimentary term. Um, we, we find, again, uh, the, the, uh, even Paul, the others, uh, the government would tell them you know, not, to, not to go out and preach the gospel, and they said, we're going to do what God says to do. Uh, so I, I don't completely um, uh, want to say that Christians should not be involved in politics, and certainly I believe they should run for office and, and, and different things like that. But based upon the Word of God, it seems that the believers in God were always those that stood up for what was right. And I look at it like this. I can't really say that I love my lost friends if I'm not there as a watchman on the wall saying, hey, the American news media, and we're media, everybody, they are rotten. The American news media is rotten. They are socialists. They are communists. They're for a one world order and the end of the United States. They misrepresent what they, they, they put on. Their news is not news. It's commentary. I use the illustration, I, I know maybe some of you are tired, but I was watching MSNBC when they declared that Donald Trump was going to win the presidency. Ray, uh, um, uh, Rachel Maddock, on, uh, the, one of the reporters, breaks into tears. I can't believe he's going to win. I can't believe. Friends, that is not news. That is commentary. A news broadcaster doesn't care, really, whether Trump wins or Obama wins or, or somebody else. doesn't make any difference. I'm here to report the news, not these guys. These guys have an agenda. And when it goes against it, and like I say, I don't know who the good guys are. I don't know who the bad guys are. But I will tell you this. When I see the American news media, which I know is rotten to the core, hate Donald Trump. Donald Trump's a good guy. He's a good guy. And when they adore the things that Kamala Harris, Joe Biden are doing, and we know that's the Biden crime family, and that's okay, and that doesn't even cause a story, well, that tells you who's good and who's not. We're going to pick this up on the other side of the break. We don't want you to go away. We'll be right back with more. If you are 65 or older, you know this. Watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on health care costs is frustrating. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare 65+. Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills 
And it really is a community too. People encourage and pray for each other. Well, MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. And it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor or get 24-7 telehealth access from the comfort of your home. Very worth looking into during Medicare open enrollment, which ends December 7th. If you join right now, your second month share will be free. So don't miss this chance. Call 833-90-SHARE. That's 833-90-SHARE. 833-90-SHARE. I was like, oh, wow. When this young mom came into a preborn clinic, she was confused with nowhere to turn. After meeting with the preborn counselors and seeing her baby on ultrasound, she chose life. If I hadn't saw the ultrasound, it would have been a totally different picture. And I think about this when I look at my daughter, I start tearing up. She would never be here. Preborn's network of clinics are there for moms in crisis, offering love, support, and free ultrasounds. When a young mother in crisis meets her baby on ultrasound, life becomes very real, and 80% of the time, she will choose life. Through love and compassion, Preborn celebrates the over 200,000 babies' lives who have been rescued. To learn more about the life-saving work of Preborn, call 855-668-BABY. That's 855-668-BABY. Or visit preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Welcome you back to part two of To Every Man and Answer here on this Friday afternoon with Daryl Skinner, Calvary Chapel, Pearl Harbor, Honolulu, Hawaii. And we want to, uh, again, uh, just encourage you to show up. I know Daryl would love to see you here at the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Not this Sunday, but next Sunday he's going to be here. This Sunday is Agape Sunday, so we all have a big dinner together. Next Sunday, though, Daryl will be here. And uh, Daryl, we're all excited to have you come. Well, I'm excited to be coming out to River Christian Fellowship and looking forward to just sharing the, the Word of God with everyone and, and to meet so many people that uh, you've been talking about with me for years. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun, a uh, great enjoyment. My wife's going to is excited also about coming out with me and being a part of the fellowship. So uh, we'll uh, we'll be talking a little bit about some Bible prophecy stuff. And uh, it's uh, surely being fulfilled right now, right before our very eyes and who are, who are we to be as Christian believers and what we're to do? So uh, it's going to be a great time together. Looking forward to it, Mike. You Thanks know, for inviting me. Well, yeah, it's always I look forward to having you here, and it'll be really, really great. And, uh, of course, it will be broadcast live on all the CSN stations around the world on the Internet. So you can catch that 1030 Mountain Time uh, on the radio or on the Internet. You can check that out. When we went to the break, we were talking with Steve about one of the pastors here on CSN that was saying that we shouldn't be involved in politics. And I don't really think Mike was saying that we shouldn't be. I think he was, once again, just trying to keep people, keep the main thing the main thing. However, we realize as we go farther into the last days, I believe the things that we see as going on in the Middle East— uh, and what the Bible says are going to become more and more in- inseparable. 
So you can't say, well, uh, this Middle East war, it's just a bunch of Arabs and Jews going at it over there. No, no, no. It, it's the Bible. And, and there are politics behind what the Bible says these alignment of nations are. And of course, Russia coupled with Persia, which is Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, the old Persian Empire, this, the, the countries around the Balkan Sea, Turkey, Lebanon, um, Ethiopia. It's, it's really interesting. It lists them by name. Um, yesterday, Yemen declared war, the first country to declare war on Israel. Uh, of course, uh, Gaza is a is a is a, 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 a really was a gift to the Palestinians so they could have their own little strip of land, and instead it was just a launching ground for their missiles. Uh, Israel said this idea of land for peace. Every time we give them land, they use it for missile bases. No more. And I told everybody, um, couple right when this war started, Israel's not going to stop. Now we find the uh, uh, Biden administration calling on Israel for a ceasefire. Uh, Bibi Netanyahu said today, we're not ceasefiring. We're going to continue to do the job we set out to do. So uh, this is interesting to me because if this turns into the Ezekiel 38, 39 war, the Bible says Israel stands alone. No one comes to her defense and God fights for Israel and destroys five-sixths of the invading army, which includes Russia, which includes Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, Lebanon, um, uh, all these countries that surround Israel. Uh, God's going to put a, a big hurting on them. Uh, says there's going to be a great earthquake, and there'll be something like fire and brimstone come on them. Now, is this uh, the effect of a, of a neutron bomb? Very possibly, because the Bible says in the Old Testament, this is the plague that comes against them, against Israel. And this is in the last days. It says that they must die. Their tongues consume in their mouth and the eyes in their sockets before they hit the ground. This is the exact effect that a neutron bomb would have on, uh, on a human being. Now, it also tells us in Ezekiel 39, when they find a body, they are not to touch it. They put a flag by it, and professional grave diggers come through the land, pick up the bodies, and dispose of them. Now, what is interesting about this particular picture, I think, is that this is also in our um, military handbooks that when you see a body uh, involved in a warfare like this, you don't touch it either biological issues or nuclear issues. It could be radiated. And you put a flag by it and walk away. Now, it's funny that the Bible would say something like this in Ezekiel 38, that professional grave, uh, you know, people that are dressed for it are the ones that dispose of these bodies. And so I I think we're in some pretty interesting times, uh, but I don't see really, as we go along, how you can really not... Um, combine the the word of God and what's going on in the world and in our own government and l- the lack thereof. I, I was appalled yesterday to hear Kamala Harris with uh, over a 400% increase of anti-Semitic attacks on Jews in America. I thought, oh, they're, they're, they're going to make a statement. She comes on, they're going to say something about 
protecting these people. It wasn't the Jews they were protecting. It's the, it's the Islam. Now, they're either deliberately doing this to, again, destroy America. Because, see, Islam is not just another religion. It's not like Buddhism or Hinduism. When we deal with the Quran, it is for global conquest. Understand there's a big difference. It isn't just converting somebody to Islam. It's global conquest. And either you become Islam or you're beheaded. Now, this is not the Bible. This isn't Buddhism. This isn't Hinduism. This is something altogether different. But this is where they're at. And when you read the Quran, it doesn't say, love your enemies as yourself. Do good to those that are, that are mean to you. No. You, I think it's Surah, in the book of Surah, in, in the Quran, it says, beleaguer them, lie in wait for them, for their blood. I mean, these people are, are it's not Christianity. It's not, it's not even a civilized faith. And yet they're going to make it so you can't say anything about it because they don't want people to really know what their game really is. As they fly our jets into our Pentagon and into the Twin Towers and um, scream Allah Akbar and then blow themselves up. You know, we have a real different group of people now. And again, uh, there are consequences for voting this party into office. And I think we need to be very much aware of where these people stand. Dissolve America. Let the borders be overran. Financially break us by spending money that we don't have. Uh, $37 trillion in debt. What in the world are you doing? It's not an accident, friends. This is deliberate. It's on purpose. It isn't just Joe doing it. Joe doesn't know oftentimes where he's even at. But the power behind Joe is where the problem is. It's who's controlling the teleprompter when Joe starts wandering off the stage. Who's telling them to shut that teleprompter off or tell him to to, uh, cancel the, the, uh, the meeting that he's in? That's who's in control. It isn't Joe. No, he's just the puppet. There's something very sinister going on. When Joe Biden can have top secret documents illegal... And they found him. He was vice president. He had no right to these documents. They don't prosecute him. But, Joe, but, but Donald Trump, who was president, who did have a right to have these documents, they prosecute him. Oh, yeah, we've got our, our laws of our land are so all over the road right now. If you're one political party, they're going to crucify you. If you're the other political party, even if you're taking money from Red China, it's okay. Hey, friends, we are in trouble. And when you see what's going on in this giant caravan of people to break in our country any day now, I saw the, saw the videos on it, all going to be on your tax dollar. Yeah, that's right. Uh, instead of, we don't know who's in that crowd of people. The government admits they've lost all kinds of records on all these people coming in. We don't know how many terrorist cell groups we have now. Yes, that's your government. Remember back a few years ago, they had this uh, thing called Fast and Furious. Now, this is one of the most insane things during the Obama administration anybody's ever heard. 
I've got the story on it. I, I maybe next week I'll, or a week after next I'll try to read it to everybody. It's where they were going to give high power weapons to the drug cartels, not the border patrol, the drug cartels, and then they were going to trace where they're out by the serial numbers on the guns. Oh, like that's going to do a lot of good in Mexico. And then guess what? They lost all the serial numbers of the guns. And we have we have Officer Terry who was gunned down, a, 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 a Border Patrol agent that was gunned down by weapons America gave the drug cartels. And they want to take my gun? They're smoking dope and skipping rope. Listen, we are under attack and America doesn't care. It's, we, we care about the voice, or or dancing with the stars, or what's the latest movie? Meanwhile, you're losing your country. Friends, again, we need to be involved in every aspect of what goes on. And if I really say I love my fellow man, even though they're not a Christian, part of our job as Christians is to warn them and to tell them what's going on. They are being lied to by political parties, and by our media. Again, I, I keep going back to this story, um, Daryl, and it's one that really amazes me. Remember the cocaine that was found in the White House? Mm-hmm. Hey, ABC, NBC, CBS, why don't you do stories on how did the cocaine get into the White House? Why did you just drop that story? Or, oh, wait a minute, that doesn't fit your political agenda, does it? You don't want to bring really what's going on to anybody. You see, this is the problem, everybody. We are being duped. And I'll tell you, again, when we look at this, all I can say is what John said, Revelation 22. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. It's not just the United States. It's global. We realize it. Jesus said in Matthew 24, when you begin to see these things, look up your redemption draws nigh. But Steve, again, I think we need to be involved in every aspect of where people are at. How can I say I love my brothers and sisters, people that aren't Christians, if I don't want to tell them the truth of what's really going on? Your thoughts? You know, when we look at God and country, we have to be preaching the gospel to win souls and to make disciples, of course, through the Word of God. That's what the church is all about. The other aspect of the church is in the country is we have to be salt and light. And these are the two aspects of who we are as, as a church. I know that sometimes we can see so many people getting involved in politics and they're they're no longer involved in the highest calling of all, which is to be preaching the gospel and be soul winning, have that heart's desire to see people saved and born again of the Holy Spirit. And that's that has to be our highest priority in the church and all of God's people. And then we do get involved in those things that are qualified for salt and light. We have to vote for people that hold to our, our, our values, that hold to our Constitution that was given to us by the founding fathers, who were good, godly men. I think it was fifty-two of the fifty-six signers of the Constitution were Christians, and and we have to hold up to those values. And so we do our best to uh, find folks elected that hold our values: Christian values, conservative values, uh, traditional values, if you want to call it that, or or constitu- the Constitution itself. And this is vitally important. And of course, this comes around every election uh, cycle. Uh, that we really have to get hot and heavy into this stuff. And and, uh, and we've had several people from our church run for office, uh, doing their best, trying to get involved here in the state of Hawaii, which is basically uh, 95% de- run by the Democratic Party. 
and uh, but they give it the best shot, and they've come close. We've got a a few conservatives that are in the uh, in the political realm here in Hawaii, but it's it's tough. And but I think we have a balance of all things. But the the overall issue is that we've got to be preaching the gospel, winning souls, making disciples, and then we're that salt and light. That gives us the balance in all things. Again, I didn't hear what Mike said or shared, and uh, maybe you, I always encourage uh, folks when there's something that kind of catches you in a wrong way. Write them or, or email them Amen. and say, hey, what, what did you exactly mean? Because I found this to be a little bit different. And maybe he uh, was just on a particular topic or he was misunderstood. And he can share with you his whole viewpoint uh, as you contact him and uh, find out the whole, uh, the real deal. Okay, how's that sound? Amen. And and Steve, I, I you know, knowing Mike Fabares, I, I know that, that he's had to stand up many times to um, uh, the law, especially back when they were shutting the, everything down over covid uh, he stood up and and uh, they they uh, uh, did what they were supposed to do. So hope that helps. Yeah, I had I had a comment. You, I liked your uh, uh, what you said about the mainstream media news and it's all lies and it is. And uh, the people in the church are listening to that. Mm-hmm. And I go to I go to Calvary Chapel. Bibles preached there, but. People there, that's where they get their news from, okay? And they're being fed lies. I'm just saying that the pulpit should be telling people this, you know, do not listen to mainstream media news. Here's, here's news sources that are reliable. We should take action like that so people are informed so we know what's going on. Well, we have to. We, ha- we have to do it. But again, I, I, I think this may be more of what Mike Fabaro was saying. We still always have to keep the main thing the main thing. You know, until there's a real born-again experience in a person's life, they're going to stay the way they are. But again, I think we have a responsibility to also tell people not only about Christ, but what the truth is and what's really going on. And that I I do agree with everybody. You need to pray to find out where that balance point is in your personal life and as a pastor where that is in your church. I think we have to do that uh, to be wise. So, Steve, I hope that helps. Stay in line. We'll send you out a book, uh, some books, some DVDs. I think you'll really enjoy. I got a lot of calls here. I want to try to get to as many as I can. Thank uh, Steve so much. And again, contact Mike Fabares. You can you can contact him. He has a uh, where you can uh, hit him on the um, on the web and and just ask him to clarify that for you. I'm sure he will. Let's go to Stu, Grass Valley, California. Hi, welcome. Hi, Pastor Mike, Pastor Daryl. I, I just want to tell you, I, I live out in Florida now. I, I used to live in Redding, California, but I'm out in Orange Lake, Florida. But real quick, uh, I had a question for you, but after listening to you here a little bit, I'd like to say something, first of all, and it's something they say in the South that I've learned out here. Instead of, I appreciate you, they go, appreciate you. So <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Uh, good job, what you're doing. Uh, that's the Holy Spirit working in you. Next thing is um, I agree with what you're saying. You're absolutely right um, what you've just been discussing. And you'll be surprised, but uh, I worked for a company. I don't know if I can say it on the air, but anyway, a trucking company where I traveled over the western United States. Now I'm out here kind of on the East Coast. Um, listen to you quite often for many, many years. Um, I haven't lately, but I can do that online. Of course, I have you on Facebook, but you're right. But what I would say to your listeners and fellow Christians is, first of all, you got, I got rid of, uh, national news. I don't watch it at all. I get stuff through the internet mostly, 
praying about it. But I would tell every Christian, if I was talking to a Christian, or to pray for two things, discernment and wisdom. And then the Holy Spirit is going to take you, once you do that and you open your heart up to that, that's what's going to open the people's minds. Second thing is, and this is my kind of political take, um, I agree with what you said about our former president. He did a great job. Uh, It's between him and God about being a Christian. He did things I thought were godly. But you have to, that party you're talking about and is right. Uh, You can't, a, a Christian can't be for a party that wants to kill in the womb. It just can't be. And and, no. and that's a deal breaker. Right off the bat, that's a deal breaker. They that party does not get my vote. Yeah, you can't kill babies. Uh, that that's that's a real problem and and uh, we we see it all the time. And when they run for political office, they're right of Reagan someplace. They're, "Oh yeah, I believe marriage is between a man and a woman." And and then they get in office and they're they're from they're from the the ultra dark side. There's a couple of good news uh, outlets that I like. I I uh I really like Newsmax, uh America One. Uh Fox is still still pretty good. Um <clears throat> but uh when you get into these commentaries, this is not news. This is just commentaries what they're what they make up. Uh you know, and uh uh, it's really sad to see what what they have done uh, and how they've they've lied to so many people. Um, it isn't like Trump always said fake news. It's pure junk news. I mean, it, it it's not. There's no element of truth in it. It's just made up. And this is what they seem to specialize in uh, to uh, ill inform all of us. Did you have a question, Stu? Yes, I did. I, yes, I did. And and it's not just made up what you said. It's it's evil. It's wicked. That's what it is. Yeah. You've got to mm-hmm. call it what it is. That's evil and wicked. Yeah, I, my, my question is, and as a Christian, I, I you know, I've listened to you. I, I have a, you know, pretty good insight into what I think about this. I just kind of want to get some confirmation. But uh, recently, a little girl, uh, you know, she's 23 now. I'm almost 66. But I used to help her in our home, her and her brother. And she passed away. And her brother asked me a question. He goes, you know, he goes, what do you think about, you know, Hannah? And I said, well, and, you know, I told him the truth. But as Christians, and by the way, her older brother is a Christian, um, he, when we, when we know our loved one, obviously there's no sorrow, no pain. It's heaven is just a place we just can't even fathom. We can, but it's probably going to go above and beyond that. What, how does, um, do we, we remember them probably, or do we consider it when we think about loved ones or people we know that have passed without confirmation of Christ as their Savior, does that something we agree with and just go, okay, they were, you know, they're worthy of their punishment or, you know, how does, how is God going to help us? I, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but how is God going to help us deal with that going forward in heaven? Daryl. Well, I think um, one thing the Lord has spoken, he talks about um, the people that uh, would not follow him, but they practice lawlessness. And he says, he, I'm, trying to find the exact statement here. He says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. 
Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Uh, I think it's going to be that way with us. It, those people that are not going to be in heaven, uh, all people that perish, if you will, uh, they're going to go to hell forever and ever and ever, be tormented. Uh, it'll be like we never knew them because uh, that's what the Lord says here. I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Uh, though that, that acquaintance that we once had, even though it was a family relationship, they're gone. They're gone. Our family is the, is the kingdom of God. Our family is the Lord Jesus Christ. Our heavenly father is our heavenly father. Amen. And thus we have the family of God and that which has perished is done away with. And that's why, you know, there's no more tears. There's no more sorrow in heaven. All tears are wiped away and so forth. And, and it's uh, just rejoicing and praising the Lord and worshiping him and honoring him. Because as the Lord says, I never knew you. It's going to be the same way with us. We never knew them either. And, uh, you know, it's like the Lord says also about our sins. He says, I take your sins, I cast them as far as the east as to the west, and I remember them no more. It's a deliberate a non-remembrance, a, a willful forgetfulness or willful elimination of it thereof. And uh, we move on. And I think it's going to be that way. When we go to heaven, we're not going to be up there crying, what about so-and-so? Oh, they didn't make it. Oh, no. No, it's going to be just, I never knew him, and move on. So that's my opinion, Mike. Well, the Bible says uh, when we see all this cataclysmic judgment on the earth, um, we we find a a statement that continues to surface in Revelation, true and righteous are your judgments. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, When I think we see uh, even our loved ones, the opportunities they had to accept Christ, when we see the wickedness that they were actually uh, practicing that no one knew about, I believe that that we'll say true and righteous are your judgments. Sorry they're not here, but true and righteous are your judgments. I think that's going to be the bottom line. When the Bible says God wipes away every tear from their eye, I think it might be tears of remorse. Lord, I wish I would have done so much more for you. I can't believe how beautiful this is. And I, I played so long on the wrong side of the fence. I think a lot of the tears that Jesus wipes away are are simply tears of remorse, not have done more for the kingdom of God. Hope that helps. It, it does help, and uh, I appreciate that. And and I felt that. And you know, when I talked to um, um, her brother, you know, I share that with him, and he he seems willing to accept that. And I, you know, you just gave me affirmation, confirmation of that, and I appreciate that. Or appreciate you. And I do <laughs> want to say though, I know I love that statement. It's funny when you go out here, everybody's sir and ma'am. It is really true. In the South, people are fun-loving, they're um, polite, the way they talk. It's just, it's it's way different than it was for the West Coast, which I, I knew it was that a little bit. I knew people out here relatives, so it's pretty, I love that statement. I just, I really do. So I bless you guys. Keep doing the work you're doing. I would just reiterate to the listeners out there, Christians, you got you you shouldn't even be watching those channels. You, I, I understand you need to know what they're doing, maybe a little bit, but for me, the last seven years, I haven't missed them. The only time I ever see anything from them is on uh, uh, social media, and and you got to de- use discernment and wisdom in social media. And go that route. There's plenty of places on YouTube. Oh, I know, YouTube... I, Stu. They're 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 on the dark side, and uh, so uh, again, thanks for the call. We're all out of time, everyone. Daniel, Susan, Roger, and Will, please call us Monday, and we'll put you on first thing. No waiting. Daryl, thanks again for being on. Thank you. And uh, look forward to having you here in Twin Falls, Idaho, on November twelfth. 
a Sunday morning service and uh, 10 o'clock. Love to see you all here. Have a safe, blessed weekend. God bless you all. Good night. To find out more about this ministry or to receive a copy of today's program, please call 1-800-357-4226 or write us to Every Man and Answer, P.O. Box 391, Twin Falls, Idaho, 83303. That toll-free number is 1-800-357-4226. Subscribe to the free podcast on iTunes by searching for To Every Man and Answer in the iTunes store or visit us online at csnradio.com slash T-E-M-A. To Every Man and Answer is a production of CSN International, the Christian Satellite Network. The opinions expressed by our guests may or may not be those of CSN International or of this station. 